another episode of Full Court Press brought to you by Geek Buyers Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Luke Alves. What up, Luke? Not much, man. How you been? Pretty good, man. Can't complain. Uh, had fun watching the Hawks fucking play uh, last night. Uh, of course, we, we got the L, but that's all right. Uh, but uh, Trey Young, man. 36 points, 8 assists, 8 of 12 from 3. My dude's starting to turn it around. I love it. Yeah, man, he's he's fun to watch. I mean, I'm starting to get all the top fans that I had to try to convince earlier this year when the trade happened that it was going to be really worth it. But now they're all starting to come around and see that. I mean, he's something special, man. What he's being able to do is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm – Finally, like, maybe about a month ago, I was like, all right, this trade might work out. This trade might work out. And, like, now I'm like, this trade's working out. Like, dude, yeah, like, it's it's all good. Like, And we'll see what we get with that uh, that Dallas pick. Um, if the basketball gods bless us, because, I mean, they look like they're setting up a fucking tank run. Um, so we'll see. Um but uh, but anyway, uh, also joining us tonight, Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What's up, Nick and Luke? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Just just a quick aside. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, just ready to break down all these awards, man. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, and uh, for all you Knicks fans out there, uh, I'm gonna poke and prod. Uh, Joel, um, to convince me, uh, we have this this little discussion earlier, and we'll get there. Um, but why Kevin Knox is, uh, I guess, how would you characterize it, Joel? Your your um, who you think is the most promising of the Knicks rookies, or who has had the best season as a Knicks rookie? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I would say, yeah, no, best season so far from beginning to end. Yeah, gotcha. that's just how okay. I look at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, it works. All right, cool. Yeah, so we'll get to that um, because I'm taking both Robinson and Trier over his ass. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to our uh, Rookie of the Year um, conversation. Uh, but let's let's jump in, fellas. Um, so, naturally, we're going to start with MVP, most valuable player. Um, the granddaddy of them all <sighs> – I as much as I want to give it to Paul George and and you know Jawan and I had this discussion um, last week uh, about you know Paul George making himself a legit candidate and you know jo- of course Jawan being the the hot takes man that he is just jumps in and was like yeah dude Paul George is the MVP <laughs> I was like all right hold on now <laughs> like dude he he's I not afraid to be wrong. He is not. Um, no, dude, I so badly want, like, want to pick Paul George. Like, I really do. First of all, the like the 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 broken leg and all that, and to be able to come back and then to stay in OKC when he could have gone to LA to team up with LeBron. Like, the storyline aspect of it all is beautiful. Um, and and like for that reason alone, or all of those reasons combined, I guess I should say, I want to pick Paul George. I really, really do, and he's second on my list. But Giannis Antetokounmpo is the MVP. Like, 
he's been doing it all season. Um, like, and I think people like Paul George has been like really turning it on like the last month. And it's been, it's, he's had like this, this awesome like streak that has shown longevity. Um, and, and, like I think people are kind of getting enamored by it, um, and kind of starting to be like, yeah, yeah, Paul George. And it's like, Joel, you and I were both like, um, and, and probably you too, Luke. Like we were talking about Paul George maybe back in December, being like, nah, this dude's like legit. Like probably should be first team All NBA. Like I think, Joel, I remember specifically you and me talking about how we had him on our first uh, team All NBA mm-hmm. back in December. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. It, and like. And, like, now that I guess everybody's catching up and, like, taking it a step further and saying, oh, man, he's MVP. Like, yes, he's, he's in the conversation, but he's still, he's still not the front runner. He's still not the MVP to me right now. It's still Giannis. Yeah, and you can get bored with what Giannis has done because he's just been so consistent. Like, you know, Harden mm-hmm. had that stretch. PG's having a stretch. Like, Giannis hasn't had a stretch because his stretch has been the whole fucking season. Like, he's been terrific the whole season. He's got his team in first place. They have the best record, um, which, I mean, I don't think you can undersell those qualifications. Um, and, like, just you just look at his stats on the rundown, man. He is, like, so efficient. It's ridiculous. Like, he scores effortlessly around the bucket. Um and because he's so athletic and so long, like he can get there and, and, and like so effortlessly and easily and like just totally dominates um uh opposing defenses. And and here's the thing, like I think the one like I think the one thing you can hang your hat on with Paul George, and we'll get to this, um, in our next category but he is a supreme defender. Um, he's my yes. defensive player of the year. Um, and, and, you know, that, that is something that you, you absolutely can hang your hat on. But it's like, like where do you have Giannis ranked on there? Because he, to me, is easy top three. <laughs> like, so it's like, it's like Giannis too. is no slouch of a defender either. So it's not I like you can just about use that, that. as an, you can't really use that as an argument to be like, well, Paul George deserves it because he's, you know, defense. He's like the best defender in the league this year. And it's like, well, yeah, but Giannis is like second or third. Like, dude, like he's right there right. too. Um, so, yeah, for me, it, it's definitely Giannis. I like, I can't turn my back on the guy now as much as I would love to give it to Paul George, um, you know, for the storyline and, and the fact that Giannis has got so many years ahead of him to win MVP, and this may be the, the that kind of one like Paul George's best year that he never has a year this good again. Um, mm. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, but uh, Joel, um, sounds like you're kind of mostly agreeing with me on this. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me not to choose Giannis. He's been consistent all year. You know, it's not like last yeah. year we started strong and kind of dipped a little bit in the team struggle. Mm-hmm. The team has been consistently really good, and he's been a big reason why. And like you were just saying, like I, w- I didn't know who to pick for defensive player. I've had Paul George there from the beginning, but I, I was, I don't know. I, I didn't want to just <laughs> based on statistics because obviously him and, and Westbrook are both like leaders and steals and shit. 
So, and the team right. as a whole is just one of the better defensive teams. And I have to say, right. obviously, it's because he's one of the reasons, you know. But so I was looking around, and I saw that Milwaukee was one of the best defensive teams in, in, in terms right. of rebounding and defensive rating. And Giannis is on mm-hmm. top of both of those. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to not right. give Giannis some type of credit for the defense. And, it, of course, you got to give Paul George also the credit. Um, so, like, for me, I, I just – and right there, I think – I even look, believe it or not, as much as I love Paul George this year, he's been incredible and been even better than he's ever been possibly to the point where I can possibly right. consider him a, a superstar, at least this year. He's, like, superstar yeah. status. <laughs> oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, this is um, this has, like, been the first year since his last year in Indiana before he got hurt where you could you could, like – like consider him on that level. Like he was like right, right. there on that level at that, at that point in time. And then he got hurt. Right. And, and then this year right. he passed that borderline. Yeah. Which is surprising. Cause everyone's like, Oh, you know, like cause everyone was shitting on him when he didn't go to LA. Like, you know, like, Oh, this and that, you know, we're going to win there and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he wasn't that good. <laughs> you know, they love to say that. Oh, he wasn't that good. Well, he's proving you all. <laughs> he's incredible this year. And, um, but I still have him third. I still have James Harden uh, a step above him because what James Harden has been able to do has been ridiculous. Uh, I think his streak just ended like yesterday, <laughs> where it was, the first game he didn't have thirty points. And okay, and the team is finally healthy. Um, Rockets look like a threat, and he's a big reason why. Like, it, obviously, that, that one game with the Lakers was. You don't want to hold that too much against him, but he was obviously completely off that game. But James Harden, I still have his two. Giannis one. I have Paul George right there fighting for the second spot at number three. Yeah, I mean, I feel you there. I mean, I I think there's a at least a worthy argument to be made for Harden being there. Right. Um, I I just think I guess I I think too I think our 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 ranking of our rookies um, kind of. Um, Bleeds into, I guess, the same reason that I have Paul George ranked above Harden um, in this particular mm-hmm. category. I think I probably just value defense a little bit more than you do, which, I mean, it, you know, everybody has like a level of where they value it because obviously offense is more important than defense. Anybody who tells you otherwise is wrong. Right. <laughs> um, like, I mean, offense is king. Um but like it, it, there's a level of like like where do you value defense and and at what point does good defense become um, you know uh, more important than good offense because if you're if you're looking at it strictly from an offensive uh, standpoint um, like Harden would be number one so it's like it's like mm-hmm. where do you value uh, like I think it all boils down to like, like your counterbalance. Um, and so, like, I guess in your counterbalance, like, um, Giannis's offensive stats are just crazy good, and then his defense is also crazy good, and and and, and you know, Paul George is like just a, a a tinge below both of those, offensive and defensively, and then you know, Harden is above uh, all of them offensively, but below all of them defensively. So, it, and I, it, yeah, the only it's thing I see, like. Right. The only reason I would probably give James Harden the edge is because we had to see this team completely suck ass. They started really bad to the point where we're like, well, they might right. not make the playoffs. He carried them all the way back. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. It's like it's hard yeah, to not did. acknowledge the fact that he did that. It's just I have to give him credit for that. Oh, dude, yeah. Still, 
really carried the team for most of the uh, for the year. He saved their he saved their season. He really did. Like while everyone was getting healthy, oh, yeah. he saved their season. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, and that's why I got him third. I mean, which is, I mean, obvious. Yeah. Like, every, I mean, that's everyone's top three, um, and it it it, yeah. it should be. Um, right. But nevertheless, like, I mean, I, I, you know, I just, I, I think the fact that Paul George has has been like doing what he's doing, like he hasn't been as consistent as as a like point uh, bucket getter as Harden. Um, but you know, he, mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't had to be like, I, I feel like in the stretches where he has to be, he does it. Um, and like case in point is that game against Utah the other night where Russell Westbrook fouled out in the fourth quarter and like yeah. Paul George had to carry him yeah. down the stretch. And he did like, yeah, he, he did. should fucking did, drop yeah. the threes on those motherfuckers. Um, this shit yeah. was amazing. I loved it. Um, I was, I was throwing fist bumps like all throughout fourth quarter and, and both overtimes. Um, but anyway, Luke, uh, who you got as your MVP? And I guess uh, give us your order of your, your top three. No, so I'll, um, I have the same order as uh, Joel. But um, for gotcha. right now, uh, just because what um, what Harden did with um, – he just lost a lot of people. Like, you losing Chris Paul. You lost Capella out for a game. I mean – that 35-game stretch period, he's averaging, like, close – I mean, he's averaging 40 points. I mean, you got to mean, yeah. He, and he's, he does play mm-hmm. defense. He he does do some low-key defense. I've been seeing it this year. People still hate on him. Yeah. So, that's why I have him. But the way that they're going in, I see Houston um, back to being healthy again. I mean, they had multiple people. I want to say they had more than four people in double digits yesterday. So, that really helped them yeah. out. You know, take off the load. And they're knocking, they're knocking on the fourth seed score <laughs> right now too. So I yeah, mean, yeah. they're they're back in that mix. So the way I see them going and possibly you know slowing down Harden and him possibly taking a step back by the end of the year, I hope it's because we all I mean, it's Giannis is to lose right now. I feel like I mean just because he's had the best record all year, he's just playing. Just at a just a crazy just level right now. I mean, just dunking on everyone. I mean, you really just saw like um, when y'all were talking about like him being really good at defense. I mean, I think what really is bringing it to light for a lot of people that didn't notice it was that blocking against Boston. I mean, that's key block right there, and he just yeah. chased down. I mean, he went from like half court, and the next thing I was, I was like, holy shit, he's right up on him and, and on Tatum, and he just packs that thing right in there. So. He yeah. just, what he can yeah. do on the offensive end when he just, like, can be at the three-point line just dribbling down court and then just out of nowhere, two steps in, he's just dunking on you. To doing right. that on the defensive end, which is, like, really just impressive. I mean, really working out with this team. I mean, the team's just playing really good. Uh, Coach Bud's done a really good job to put the right people around Giannis and then let him do what he wants. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, I, I don't um, – <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what position, like, really, like, I mean, he, he he's a forward, but he's kind of a center, the way, like, he's, like, what he's been doing, like, right. with the Shaq numbers. So, it's just, yeah. like, he's just, like, he's I don't special. understand it. That's what he is. But he, he's, he, he yeah, really he's is. special because he operates, because he, he I mean, like I get what you're saying. His, like, you look at his stats and you think he's a center. But, like, you watch him play, and you're like, that ain't no fucking center I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> he moves like a small you know, forward, thing. plays like a yeah. big and a three. It's weird. That's why he plays the four. He, it's like somewhere in between. 
<laughs> right. And, but like, but still, and he like he controls the ball and he passes like a fucking yeah. guard. Yeah. Like he's right. just he's the whole fucking everything. package, man. He really yeah, is everything yeah. all rolled into one. I want to ask y'all real quick before we move on. Um, uh, over under on uh, uh, Giannis's in total MVPs for his career three point five. Um, so will he win four or will he win less than four? Uh, essentially, um, I'm a, since you've made it a, a, a sound, Joel, I'm gonna pass it to Luke first and let you ponder it for a second. <laughs> I'm gonna go under just because of the way sure. the league is and and how many talent. superstars we have and just yeah. what people can do. Like yeah. we're saying, like Paul George having a phenomenal year, Hardy can do it next year, Kevin Durant wherever he goes. Like there's a lot of free agency movements to happen, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be harder. It's not like uh, when the Jordan was just like in the '90s or Kobe, like when all of them were running. It's just like there's maybe like one or two other people that are competing at like you know, Jordan a year, maybe three at most. But right now I feel like, you know, where the league's at, there's a lot of just – that's going to be hard for him. I mean, so I'm going to go under just because four is a lot of MVPs. Right. Yeah. No, that's why I picked the number. Um, Like, I feel like if I picked 2.5, like it would have been like – I don't know. I I would say he gets three. That's where I'm at. I would say throughout his career he'll get three. Um I, I, I'm gonna agree. I'll agree with you. I take the under on four. Uh, I, I I would say he does. He gets three, but he didn't quite get four. Joel, are you with us there? Yeah, I have to go under four, and but definitely because um, to me, I think getting two would be a lot. Like especially this day and age. Yeah, if he gets two, that's impressive. So yeah, I think I agree. Like under four, I'll take the under if we're gonna go four or four MVP. It's just there's so much talent these days. It's gonna be if he does it, God bless him. He might be one of the best players of all time if that happens. <laughs> yeah. He's doing side right. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. Well and here's the thing, man, like he's he's starting to kinda of make threes. So like if he can Ooh, if he can shoot dude, if he can shoot thirty three percent from three. Like if I mean mm. if he can just consistently shoot that number, dude, he's gonna be fucking unstoppable and like that may be what it takes for him to get all, you know, those four. But, like, it, it, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think, like, just case in point, like, I think Anthony Davis is bound to get one. Um, and, like, like when he finds himself on a good team and Anthony Davis has, like, one of his just, like, fucking standout years and Giannis is having just yeah. another one of his great years, it's like we all know the way the narrative goes with MVP. and that You know, they're going to give it mm-hmm. to Anthony Davis when he finally is on a, like, like a, a top three seed team and just leading that team and, and all that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think four would be pushing it, but nevertheless, I, I, the fact that like, we're all kind of sitting here being like three sounds reasonable for like that's just, that. That's a, a credit to how goddamn good this motherfucker is. Um, but, uh, but let's move on. Defensive player of the year, as I spoiled it earlier, I got Paul George leading the league in steals. Um, he's a defensive anchor on his team. I, I can see an argument for both Giannis, Kawhi, um, and even Gobert, who's, you know, just 
just like mm-hmm. posting up equally good numbers to what he did last year when he won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I, my big argument against Gobert is like it, it's easier to post up like really good defensive numbers when that's your sole job is to play defense, um, and you're a center like you're guarding the paint. You don't have as much um, uh, you don't have as much room to cover. Um, whereas Paul George is doing it on an elite level on the perimeter and in the paint and everywhere else, and so is Giannis, um, which is why I got both of those guys ahead of him. Um, Kawhi as well. Um, and just uh, as, as a quick aside, like not that I necessarily have him on any sort of um, – I don't even think I have him on either of my all-defensive uh, teams, um, but shout-out to Otto Porter Jr. Um, that, mm-hmm. that motherfucker never gets any credit. Um, but he is, I think, uh, what was it? I, I can't remember the exact statistic, but he is like one of four players who is, um, like, uh, I think guards, uh, guards opposing players at below 40% shooting on the perimeter and in the paint. Um, there's only three other p- people in the league who do that. Um, I know one is Draymond Green. Um, I can't remember the other two. Um, but, like, Otto Porter doesn't get enough fucking credit for his defense. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out. He, shout out. he um, was hidden in Washington for a long time. I yeah, just moved Otto exactly. Porter up on my top ten list uh, for small forwards. Right? Small he's forward. definitely hot. Yeah. No, I, think he's, I think I have him – I forget where I have him. <laughs> but I think he's ten or whatever. But I, he wasn't on the list. Yeah, like nine or ten. I just, I've been yeah, impressed. Yeah, but – Right, yeah, exactly. That's that's why he's I, good, and he's finally kind of he getting is. to show it off. <laughs> at least his offensive capabilities now in uh, in um, uh, Chicago. Um, but exactly, yeah, that defense yeah. has always been there. Um, but yeah, exactly. good trade for Chicago too. Like I know a, a lot of Chicago yeah. fans are like, "Ah, we're taking on that salary." It's like, bro, you aren't going to get anybody in free agency. Like, you you know, be happy that you, you got, got a good. fucking starting. You got a good starting a small forward. Exactly, top, yeah, top 10, 10 shooting small guard forward. and small forward, possibly. And if you look at yeah. it that way. You know yeah, what I mean? so like build with that, you know. Um, and you still got a, a great uh, young front court in fucking Markkinen yeah. and, yeah. and uh, Carter. That's so, right. Um, That's you right. get yourself a point guard That's and you'll be set. You know, fucking right. cross your fingers Poor for John Morant. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. That's right, they are in the mix for that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they need to be hoping for. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Luke, um, defensive player of the year, who you got and who are your three guys? Who are your top three? So this one was a tough one for me. Um, it really just came down between, I, I went with Rudy Gobert. Uh, I was with you on Paul George, trust me. I'm with you, but his team is just better defensively and all that. So I like, he's got a lot of people like Paul George helping him out and all that. And then he can come over and sneak over and do all that. And I understand what you're saying about, like, that's Gobert's, like, one job. But, I mean, that's hard to do it night in, night out. He does, he's got a lot of centers he's got to play with and some switch-offs that um, he's got to, you know, if they switch him to smaller guys and all that. So, And it's just leading a lot of categories in the defensive category. Um, so I, I had to go with him. And like you said, he's, he's almost putting up numbers that he did last year, and those were really good. And he was going to get a lot of good talent. So he's almost doing that again. Um, but, yeah, I, I was it was 
I want to go with George, and I still might in later in the year, but right now just Utah, they're really anchored on his defensive capabilities, what he can help them do, and then Donovan Mitchell scoring. So it's just like that's, that's, what, they're, that's what their narrative is. So he really, like, helps them out. I mean, they've been consistent all year, just staying around the four and the five, just, you know, doing their thing and all that. So, And then my third I went with, um, I was surprised you didn't have him up here, but uh, – I went with Embiid uh, for my third guy. I mean, yeah. Even though he's, he's good. sat out a lot, but Embiid's been crazy good defensively this year. I mean, yeah. So I had I those are my top three. But yeah, I mean, I I really like Paul George. Just what, what he's doing this year, just crazy. Just his team, just all around, is just really good defensively. I mean, besides um, Crawford on Utah, I mean, I don't really see another standout defender. Crawford? Crowder. You mean Crowder? I mean, no, I'm Crowder. not Crawford. Crowder. Not Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crowder, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like, I mean, you know. Ingles plays smart defense, but he's obviously not athletic. Um, no, and uh, and Mitchell, Mitchell's athletic, but he, he you, you see, like, he doesn't yet, he, he doesn't know how to play smart defense yet. Um, and, and, like, and, and then you got the same thing with Rubio. Like, he play smart defense, but he's not athletic. So, you know, very few people have the whole package. Um, and, and Crowder does, but to a much lesser extent. His athleticism, athleticism has never been the same since um, that, that injury um, that he had like three or four years ago. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. Um, Joel, uh, who you got as your defensive player of the year list? Ah, well, uh, this is always tough for me because I really never know what to look at. It's always really tough for me. Right. Like, how to t- them it's out. really tough to compare, like, different positions and what do you value more and all that. Right. It is. And, and like, so I have to look at uh, like statistics. I have to look at defensive rating. I look at team defense and, like, minutes played, shit like that. Paul George has been on the top of my list for, like, most of the year. Um, and... I, and rightfully so. <laughs> and then I've also had Rudy Gobert up there as well. Rudy Gobert is always, like you said, mm-hmm. that is his primary job. And Utah is one of the better defensive teams. He's a big reason. Right. Um, and we just talked about it earlier, how Antetokounmpo is basically, uh, should be in the running. And I didn't realize that until I started looking up the statistics. His team is good. He has, a, he's, I think, a, probably the, of all the guys, the book two, of the three guys we're talking about, I think he has the best defensive reason. Uh, and def- he's been... Uh, a better rebounder than most guys out there. And it's just – Right. So, for me, uh, the only reason I'm not giving it to Antetokounmpo at this point is because he might get MVP. I just feel it's kind of unfair to have MVP and defensive player of the year. It's just not, sure. <laughs> it's not right. So, I might just – just to be different, I'm not going to go on Antetokounmpo. I think I am going to stick with Paul Boots for now. He deserves something. Yeah, you know what? And I, I, I would be remiss. Uh, in lying, if I didn't say that, like, echo a little bit of that same sentiment. Like, I, you know, I, because I, I think both of those guys are so like, like I said, I got them one, two, in like kind of both categories. I think um, if Giannis wins MVP, then I want Paul George to win Defensive Player of the Year, and vice versa. Like, I don't want right. one guy right. to win both. Yeah, you know, so exactly. Like, exactly. Um, so yeah, and, yep, yep. And, and, and since I'm, since I'm like leaning um uh Giannis it probably more even more than a lean like um I'm 
pretty much all in on Giannis he's, unless he's unless in, he he's just in like most categories. <laughs> yeah, unless he just hits a slump to end the season and Paul George keeps going on the same trajectory that he's been on. Um, but like, I don't see that happening. And, and, and if that's the case, then yeah, like as of right now, if the season were to end today. Like I would definitely, you know, have both one and two in in both of those categories, and so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Giannis MVP, PG, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, um, but not to say that like, I and I think I speak for you here too, Joel. Like not to say that like we're we're giving it to him as, as a runner-up prize or anything. It's like he's as deserving as anyone. And, like, the cherry mm-hmm. on top is that he's putting up MVP numbers to boot, you know? Like, um, right, so, right. I mean, that's they both that's the thing. It's crazy. Right, right, <laughs> so exactly. Like, I got to get, you know, I just, yeah, like you said, I think you did it perfectly. Like, if, if whoever you choose MVP, I'm just going to choose the other as the defensive player of the year. Just so, it's yep. so that they don't win both of them. <laughs> yep, exactly. Just so we can, like, we can kind of share the wealth a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but all right. Let's move on. Uh, rookie of the year, um, Luca, Luca, Luca. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's let's broaden it a little bit. Um, I want to I want to do top five on this one. Uh, so my my top five. I got Luca one. I got my dude Trey Young number two. Uh, number three, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, he's been hurt, but like. I, the the way that that kid can play defense and can shoot, um, like he's like a he's like a def, he's got the potential anyway. I won't say he's like a, but he's got the the potential to be like a Carl Anthony Towns who can actually play fucking defense. Um, <laughs> like I see that kind of potential in this kid, and like dude, he he's gonna be fucking good. No matter like no matter like no matter what, he's going to be good. It's a question as to whether he can be fucking great. Um, fourth, I got uh, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I mean, he's just, even though he's been on a shitty team, and I think a lot of his stats are probably inflated, particularly like his rebounding stats, because there's nobody else on that team who's even a fucking subpar rebounder. Um it's like you got a bunch of small forwards. You don't even got a power forward on your fucking team except for Ryan Anderson, and that guy can't rebound for shit anyway. Um, but, like, so, you know, you got a bunch of small small forwards in rotation. Um, like, they don't have any, like, real fours on that team. Um, so, of course, he's going to gobble up rebounds. But, nevertheless, his, his, his rebounding numbers have been um, significant. He's averaged a double-double mm-hmm. all season. Um, uh, he's been very mm-hmm. efficient. Um, he, he doesn't have the, he, he's not been good defensively. Um, granted that whole team is not good defensively. Um, so there's that. But, uh, the reason I got JJJ ahead of him is because he's been both better defensively and better shooting despite Aiton's, um, you know, basic, basically his, his superior rebounding stats, far superior rebounding stats, um, and, and, and slightly better, uh, points per game. Um, and, uh, and then to, to round it out, uh, a, a newcomer, um, a guy who, you know, I didn't have a lot of faith in early on, uh, preseason and then early on, but he, he's, he's definitely starting to prove me wrong is Marvin Bagley. Uh, the third, 
Um, he just looked really good the last like month, man. Um, like really kind of showing out and, you know, I, I got to give props where props is due. Um, and you know, he's, he's got, you know, the kind of the same defensive questions, uh, that, um, that Aiton has, um, his, his fit is still a question mark, um, as far as whether he's a four or a five and, and how they make all that work as far as on the Kings, um, but man, he's been he's been playing very well, uh, and I think that um, I think that you know he, he's uh, definitely garnered a lot of respect in my eyes uh, with the the ability to play throughout this season and simply like the ability not to get discouraged by having to come off the bench, uh, you know, uh, when he was a number two overall pick. Um, there's something to be said for that, uh, and and you right. know. I, I, I he's feel like he definitely deserves it. He's the only rookie in your What's that? that's coming off the bench. <laughs> that's crazy. They're still putting up good numbers coming off the bench. That, that takes a lot for for, for, for a kid, well, for any J. player. It's, 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 you know. Right, yeah. No, Triple J starts. He's just hurt now. Well, he does now, but like before Marc Gasol got traded, he was coming off the bench. No, he started next to him. Not early on in the season. Uh, Jamichael Green For most started of the early on in the season. Jamichael most started, the and then he got hurt. I'm a look. Yeah, because Jamichael Green went down, and after he went down, he never got his starting spot back. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. anyway, uh, I'm a dumbass. Go ahead, Joel. No, no. I got? just I just keep track of who starts because I make that list. <laughs> like so, I know yeah, yeah. who's starting, who's in, who's on the bench. So. Like, uh, whatever, uh, Bagley still comes off the bench. And, you know, and I'm not going to say uh, rightfully so, because as much as, as good as, um, um, what's his name, Behalitsa has been playing, Bagley could easily be the starting power forward for the Kings. I mean, and I've got to give Behalitsa credit first. I'm going to start from the bottom. We'll start from my number five. So, um, actually, uh, if I'm not going to do that, I guess I should start with Triple J. Because I think, I think Triple J has dropped to number five. Um, he was third at one point. Um, now he's just – I look, I like him a lot. Um, but for me, he just hasn't been consistent, uh, especially on the board. I mean, for especially like when when, uh, when Marcus right. Ball went, he was not around. He doesn't, he doesn't rebound as well as I want him to for a big man. Um, but he right. the kick is shoot. You know, he's good. He's a big body, blocks some shots. But to me, he's just not – at least statistically, uh, he doesn't – He's not as consistent as the other guys, um, so that's why I, I, I had to drop him. And then he got hurt, of course, so he's not, it's not really fair to him. But the, the other guys, to me, because they've been through production, and he might fall more because the other guys might just pass him naturally. But right now I do have uh, Triple J at number five, uh, Jan Jackson mm-hmm. Jr. Um, my number four is Marvin Bagley, and like we were just talking about, like he, he could easily be the starter in Sacramento with that young team, and, and uh, some might say he should. And, again, credit to Bejelisa for playing as well as he's played. But, and he's been hurt lately, and even then, they haven't started badly. <laughs> so, but I think that's, I don't know, that's just rookie. He's a rookie that you don't earn anything, whatever. You know, he, he'll start eventually. It's his spot to, to eventually lose in the future. But I'm not worried about Marvin Bagley. He'll eventually be in that lineup. Um, my number three, that's a tough one. My number three, because – uh, I, I've had Trey Young there for most of the season, um, but he's been playing so fucking well lately. He's been creeping on DeAndre Eaton. 
Uh, if, if I have Trey Young still there at number three, is because Kenny Dandy and he's pretty much been consistent through all season. Whereas Trey Young has had ups and downs. He's just now really taken off. Um, so that's why, if, I, if, if anything, I think he's creeping up on DeAndre, but at the moment I still have Trey at number three. Eight, and again, he's just been consistently at, because his double-doubles, and like you said, he's not the best defender, but he's at least been consistent in giving you production since day one. Um, I think I have eight right now, number two, and of course Luca is basically a fucking rookie all-star, so uh, there's really nobody competing with him at the one spot. Yeah, I mean that's that's inevitably true. Um I'm glad you I'm glad you qualified why you got trade number three and I can I can accept that. Um but like seriously dude, like he he's been balling. <laughs> like and I know I you know. It. I but totally like, get it. <laughs> dude, he he's been straight balling for the past like six weeks. Um like I, I think it'll be interesting when this when the season is said and done to look back and look at um, everybody's numbers through the second half of the season. And I think if if like if everything keeps kind of trending the way it has um, as of late, I think if you look at um, just the second half of the season numbers, I think there will be an argument to be made that that Trey Young. Um, was the best rookie over the second half of the season, um, despite you know Luca doing it all year, and that's why I nah, dude, I'm for real. Like, I mean, you just look at his numbers. Like, Luca's numbers have not been trending um, upward. They've been either staying stagnant or slightly trending down. His three point percentage has um, kind of wavered uh, right around thirty five percent the whole year. Um, Trey is like over over the past six weeks, like he's shooting like amazing from three and he just shot so shitty earlier in the season that like his numbers like his season numbers still aren't great. Um but like you look at his numbers over the second half of the season and dude and and he is clearly the best passer um out of any of these rookies. Um he had a pass he had a pass, uh, I guess, last night, I think, against uh, Houston, where My he thought, cut. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. he, he cut yeah, to the left <laughs> and, like, quarterback that shit in to John Collins, barely passed. I think it was hard. No, it wasn't Harden. Uh, it was uh, – maybe it was. Uh, but some, somebody was cutting in trying to steal it, and he, like, barely got it by him, and Collins jumped up and dunked it. And then, like, turned around, and he just – you saw, this, like, the look on his face is just like, how is how did he even do that? I don't know. He put his arms up. I don't fuck. And I was like, dude, John Collins right there with the rest of us. Like, how is that possible? No one knows. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, man, he's he's definitely at least got that. Uh, but, Luke, uh, who you got uh, for your uh, top five rookies? Oh, man, I mean, you kind of stole what I was about to ask you. So I have a hot take real quick. So like oh, you were saying, mm-hmm. like Luca's been going, his numbers have been kind of going down lately, and it, the way Dallas has been playing him, I mean this like random injuries had and like kind of sitting him, I see them not playing him as much down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, they're taking. And, oh yeah, no, they're trying to get that pick back. <laughs> I hate to tell you that one, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but the the way that they're playing and and all that, and the way Trey is playing. Do you think there's any chance? I mean, have we already sold? Is it like um, who's the Louisville uh, quarterback that won the Heisman that one year? And it was just like everyone was sold on like his Jackson. first half performance. It was like, 
Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And, like, you didn't even think – you didn't even think about, like, how bad he, like, played in the second half of, the, like, the season and all that. And, like, how his numbers yeah, weren't that great, but you were so – Yeah. Yeah, you were so sold on, like, what he did in the first half. Like, does Trey Young, the way he has – like, does he have a chance of catching Luka? I mean, the Hawks, I mean, play really good competitive basketball. He's leading – he's been leading, like, the league. He's third in assists. He's been up there in the top five. This isn't right. just all rookies. This is the league in assists. That's really impressive. He's really good yeah. at passing the ball. And what people don't understand, like you're saying, that that play that he had at Collins, it was just like, it was crazy. I mean, I've been saying this to all my friends. It reminds me of, like, the old Suns days with uh, Steve Nash and a young Amari um, uh, yeah. Sotomayor because Nash was just so good yeah. at just passing that ball and all around. Oh, it's like, that's what, player, like, right? you don't have Again? I think I think that was his favorite player, Trey Young. Uh, yeah, that was his favorite. Yeah, player. it is his favorite player. Yes. Yeah, so it's just it, they remind me of it. So it's, it's not like everyone's like, oh, they're trying to do what they like did in Golden State. It's like I don't think that is at all. I mean, they're doing their own thing, but I mean, they remind me more of that Sun team. So I just I think if the way Young's been playing right now, I mean, if y'all saw what I sent you today, I mean. Coming out of the All Star break, he's averaging thirty points. I mean, a game. I mean, that's yeah. Or it's twenty nine point six. I mean, you can just round it up. I mean, yeah. I mean, it isn't thirty, but like, yeah. But he's just playing crazy. So like, I, I don't know. I don't want to be just completely just sold on the Luca, Luca, Luca thing. I still think there is a case for Young. But right now, yeah. I do have Luca. But the way I can see the season play out, I think Young might catch him for that run of the money. I mean. I don't. I don't just see it just being a one. I would love it. A one A and then just falling off after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love it. I I think um, I think you outlined the perfect um, argument to your argument is this is this is a Lamar Jackson case. Um, the the hype on Luca has just been too big. Like, there aren't going to be people at this point who are like, um, even if they don't end up playing Luca down the stretch as much. And um, even, you know, that makes him, you know, not, not as fluid or, or maybe a little cold throughout games or whatever. Um, it's not going to matter. It, like, it, 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 it's just not. It, and, and another thing, too, is um, when you look at the statistics at the end of the year, Luca's still going to have more points. He's still going to have a better field goal percentage. He's still going to have a much better three-point percentage because Trey got off to such a cold start. I don't see, like, despite, like, the assists that Trey has been putting up, which he's averaging um, two more assists than Luca, uh, maybe three, actually three more assists than Luca. Um, hold on. Uh, I, I, I got it right here. Five to, um, five to seven, but it's like 5.7 to – I forget what seven something. I forget how many assists. Okay, so two more. All right, yeah. So yeah. two more assists per game, um, which you know two over the course points. of a whole season Five is is, yeah. is a lot. You know, so um, and, and you know he's and he's, he's, he's got four hundred and sixty eight total assists to Luca's three hundred and seventeen. So you know, it just kind of shows you. Yeah. Um, and now Luca is more but, of a straight point guard compared to him. He's played four different positions all season. He hasn't played one position. He's played the whole fucking starting five except right. for maybe center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he hasn't played any, any five. But, 
Yeah, he's played everything right. else. Um, right. But yeah, like so. Yeah, he's averaging two more assists than Luca, but Luca's still up there. Like he's still he's still second. Uh, like not even a, a, a there's not. I mean, D'Anthony Melton is, is third in this list, and he's three point three. So D'Anthony Melton at third is further back from Luca than Luca is Trey Young. Um, so. I I don't think even even if Trey like and and this would be crazy if he just kind of continues at this level that he's played since the All Star break and just a small sample size of three games, but even if he keeps that up, it's going to be really tough to catch Luca. I mean, and, 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 and not in the sense of whether he deserves it or not, but more in the sense of it it it's it's going to be tough to overcome the narrative. Um, that Luca mm-hmm. has already built in his favor, um, so that I mean that would be my argument. Um, but uh, but okay, Luke. So you had you have uh, Luca, uh, then Trey. Um, who's your three, four, and five? My three is Aiton. I mean, I just can't put him above Young just because his team's is terrible. I mean, it yeah, is just suck. a terrible team all around. And, <laughs> and, and I can't the give it. The Suns suck that bad. They should not suck that bad. Yeah, like he's doing nothing to help them. He's doing nothing to help them out, even though he's getting his numbers just because they're that bad and he should be getting his numbers. I mean, he's a freak of a kid. Like he's very like he's yeah. a big guy and all that, so he's like well built. So like yeah, you should be getting a double double while like Trey Young's actually winning games for the Hawks and like keeping them right. like kind of like stressing Hawks fans. I was like, yo, we want to tank. And it's just like, well, at the same time, it's just like, well, you know, you're still playing really good competitive basketball with Young, where it's just like the Suns are just terrible. So, but I'll give it up to Aiden. I'll give, I'll give him right now at three. Maybe catch me at the end of the year. I could have him slipping again. Um, number four, I got to go with them. They finally let the, the lion out of the cage. They're finally playing him. He's getting his minutes, and it's Marvin Bagley. This kid's been impressive. He's really – he's keeping the Kings afloat right now. I mean, as of lately, I scored 30 points. Last game, he's, like, just really just playing really, like, competitive basketball right now, really helping out that team that, you know, the Kings, if they want to make a playoff run, they're relying on a lot of young kids. And right now he's really showing, like, his his capabilities. I mean, they're just letting him free roam it right now. So, around him. And then um, at number five, I mean, Jaron Jackson, I, I think I'm kind of living in the moment with the Bagley really playing well and they've been relying on him and then Jared Jackson getting hurt. So I'm just, that's Bagley just right now. And the way he's playing, he could jump up to the third um, one at the end of the year. I just, I really am impressed with this kid. I was always for him. I, you know, I thought um, he just got high energy. It's just really hard to find that. I just feel like it took him a while to get comfortable and to, to really get the team's trust to let him play and let him run wild. I mean, that's what Duke let him do. And he's, just showing it right now. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I I get why you would kind of put him up that high, and I get why Aiton's as high as he is on Joel's list and and third on yours. I just like it, it. I I want my bigs to play defense, um, and neither one of those dudes play defense. And 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 Jaron Jackson plays not only some defense, but like really quality defense. Albeit he does he does foul a little too often. Um, so that, you know, that's something that he needs to work on. Um, but like he, he averages way more blocks than both of them, more steals than both of them. Um, like, and, and yet still has a very, um, polished offensive game. 
Um, it's, it's one of the reasons why I, I love Mitchell Robinson's game so much is because of his defense um, and his efficiency. Um, <laughs> dude, he's good. He's going to be really good. I mean, you have to keep in mind that he didn't play college last year, so he's like a, basically yeah, no. a year behind everybody else. You know, it's like everybody else. It's like it's like everybody's going into kindergarten, and everybody else in the league did like preschool, and Mitchell Robinson didn't. You know, <laughs> like it's like he's a little bit behind, <laughs> but like he's just as smart as everybody else. If not smart, he's going to fucking catch up. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, um, that is just the defensive thing for me. Um, uh, but yeah, no, nah, man, I get it. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, we got, uh, you know, let's, let's try to wrap up these, these last, uh, four as quick as possible. Cause I know Luke's got his Boston Celtics game to watch. Um, and I don't want to keep you from that Luke. Um, so we got six men of the year, most improved player, coach of the year, GM of the year, uh, to, to finish out these topics. Um, all right, Joel, six men of the year, who you got uh, as your uh, top three? I'll say uh, just for consistency and the fact that he's just been there all year grinding uh, and is basically, even when injury happens, stayed on the bench. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it just a bonus. Um, nice. Uh, a lot of guys like have it. been in I, I feel like he's earned it. Uh, a lot of guys have been in and out of the starting lineup. Uh, uh, guys like um, Dinwiddie and, and, and uh, my boy uh, Julius Randle, who I had number one forever. But yeah. That team is so fucked up. He can't say he can't yep. be consistent on the bench. You know. So right. uh, he yeah. started too many games. He's starting right now. I can't give it to him. Uh, Dinwiddie's been injured forever now. It feels like, and it's now it's like. Um, I forget who else was on my top higher, a little higher. But Sabonis has always been in my top three, and right now Sabonis is because he's been consistent, been healthy, and has been on the bench and one of the best players on that team off the bench. Sabonis is my number one. He's my six man of the year at the moment. I like it. He he's my runner up. Um, he like I mean he's he's definitely up there for me. Um, and and for like what I mean what you said like he he's. Been consistent as far as coming off the bench, um, and like you know, you don't have to have that kind of conversation. Like, is he a six man? Is he not a six man? Um, right. My my right. personal uh, my personal choice uh, though is, is going to be Derrick Rose. Um, Ooh, uh, you, you know, right. he's my other guy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay, that it's makes sense. Um, like, dude, he's all of this year, dude. Like, dude, go. he is. Like, just really, like, able to tie it together. He's averaging 10 more points per game than he had last season. Yeah. Um, he he's basically, <laughs> like, yeah, he's basically averaging what he did for the Knicks. Um, like, you know, you yeah. know, back in 16, 17 season. Um, but he's doing mm-hmm. it off the bench, and he's doing it, like, four-plus four less minutes a game because he's coming off the bench. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and he's doing it more That's efficiently. Efficient. Like, dude, right, he's shooting right. thirty-eight. He's shooting a basically thirty-nine percent from three this season. Like, <laughs> on three point two attempts. Like, that, that. You know, that's not like a crazy high number, but like, you know, I mean, thirty-eight percent from three. That's like way, way higher than he's ever shot in his career. The highest he'd ever shot is thirty-four percent. That was back in, um, right, I think, right. his MVP season. No, the year the year after his MVP season. Um, 
or the year after it, the the year after he didn't play, which was the year after his MVP season. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like dude, he's been balling. Um, like he's you know I know Minnesota's not really a playoff team, so I I feel like that would be the the reason why you would maybe give the edge just a bonus. Um, and then what he was my guy. Um, but you know he had the injury and like so you know that's, yeah. it's always tough to like measure that mm-hmm. you know when you miss that much time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean Rose like he's been playing really well. Um, I, I really like what he's been able to do up there. I think he's playing himself into a nice contract season. At least I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know what? Know. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, it, it's kind of another one of those things, Joel. Like. I'm not giving him most improved player because I got that reserved for somebody else. So I'm going to give him six man of the year because I can't give him most improved. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's just, it is what it is. Uh, But uh, uh, Luke, who you got? I don't know. I mean, I I like both of y'all's choices. I mean, they're definitely in my, my top four, but uh, I went with someone uh, that uh, wasn't last year and sweet Lou Williams, man. I mean, just, yeah, I think uh, what six man for me Overliable. is like his points. You need you need points off right. the bench. Like I don't need you to play defense. I could get some other Joe Schmo to do that. That could be the eighth man. We don't we don't name that. So I just need I need a six man to come off my bench, and I need you to score. I need you to really go get buckets. So he's really I mean he's the number one scorer off the bench. So he's leading that category. Oh, I mean he 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 helped out the Clips when Gallinari was injured. Now he's helping out them without Harris being injured, he's keeping them, you know, at the seventh seed right now, helping out with that team. So I went with him just because that's what I see in sixth man of the year, just like that. This offensive just stands out in my mind that, like, you really need that for that, that category. Um, number two, I yeah. went with the bonus. Um, like he's, like Joel, you were saying, I mean, this kid's been just really good. I mean, really just helping out the Pacers. Uh Definitely could be in uh, most improved two category, like just one of those, like mm-hmm. winning that. So I had him at my number two spot. And then uh, for my three, um, it was actually I wanted to go Rose, but I flipped in the four. I went with another Clipper, Montreal uh, with Harold, dude. Yeah, yeah Montreal with Harold, dude. I mean, he's been doing some crazy things. Like, yeah, he's he's not going to be able to score point wise to what Lou Williams doing, but he's doing a lot of like categories, like like rebounds and all that for what the Clippers need. Yeah. So that, that's my like top 30, three right now. But I, two 30-point games last week or like this week or recently. I know it was like 30 and 32 or some shit. It's crazy. Off the bench. <laughs> yeah, so he's high energy, and you got you to gotta love that, definitely off the bench. But like I said, what just stands out for me and what kind of gets me biased for the six-man, I just feel like it's just like it's that point getter off your bench that you really need that you rely to. And that's Lou Williams right now. He's just playing again at a high rate. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I can't fault you there. My my biggest thing is, well, two things as far as Lou goes. Um, well, Lou and, and Montrez. Um, one, I feel like they kind of split the difference on one another because they're like a, a tandem off the bench. Um, so they play a yeah, lot right? together and they work really well together. But, like, I, I can't, if I can't pick between who's your best bench player – on, on one team, like, then I'm not picking either one. <laughs> like, I, that's, that's right. right or wrong, that's that's just kind of how I feel there. And, you know, Luke won it three times and he won it last year. So I'm going right, to, right. by default, I, look at other people. Um, 
Yeah. You know, to, to, to try and try and share the wealth. I was, and, and specifically not just because, and it is because that's what I would do. Um, you know, because I want to see other guys win it. I want to see the parody and all that. Um, but also yeah. that's what the NBA tends to do with these awards. So, um, yeah. but, uh, but I mean, bro, like I will never, ever like put up any sort of, um, argument statistically against Lou Williams. <laughs> like it ain't going to no. fucking happen. So, Lou, Lou is, so, even if it's not this year, Lou Williams is always the best six man. He is. There you go. Before that was Jamal Crawford. He took his spot. He's legit the sixth man yeah. of every year. <laughs> like it's, that's right. his thing. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. All right. Let's move on, guys. Uh, most improved player. Um, I'm going to be shocked uh, if, if y'all don't agree with me on this one. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm I felt like we would have um I kind of felt like we we would have a universal defensive player of the year and we didn't um and you know like uh we we've, we've had a few discrepancies here and there so uh but most improved player for me definitely De'Aaron Fox um it, it just the the way that this I mean this dude is is the the best player in his second year is the best player on the Kings he is leading them to, uh, you know, at least contending for the playoffs, which is something that we would have never guessed. The Kings were projected to win 25 games at the beginning of the season, 25 games, and they are fighting for an eighth seed. Um, and he's one of the biggest reasons why his his three point percentage is is awesome this year. Um, not just respectable, like actually good. Um, he uh, does everything that this team needs it to do. He's a great passer. He's got all of the athleticism that you would want in a starting point guard. Um, like honestly, I <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, I think out of all of the second year players, he's having the best season. Um, out of all the second-year players. I'm not saying he's better than Jason Tatum or Donovan Mitchell. I'm just saying he's having a better season than both of those guys. Um, mm-hmm. And anybody else who's a second-year player. Um, and that's, like, that needs to that needs to mean something, and he should get most improved player, if for no other reason than that. When, you know, last year, nobody even had him in the conversation of rookie of the year, nor should they have. Um, but this year, he's been better than all of his other class members, at least in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, so, like, to me, that's my most improved player. Joel? Mine is a little different. Um, you made uh-huh. a good point, and I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, but my thing is, and not that I was expecting it from him, but he, he is a lottery pick. So I expected him to be a really good player eventually. Maybe not this quick in his second year already really, really good. But, I, I mean, I have to give it to a guy I didn't ever expect to even get into the starting lineup. Uh, and a guy, I have had him all year so far. I've been impressed with him all year. And I got to give it to Pastel Siakam. Uh, that motherfucker ah, is yes. really good. <laughs> I'm like, he's good. And, like, he's a very big part of that team. Uh, he had 44 points and 10 rebounds off the uh, not off the bench, starting the other day against Washington. I was like, 
he, he's low key. No one talks about him. Like no one talks about him. And I think he's a guy uh, that to me. No, I don't think. The, I don't the, think no one talks about like like ESPN and really, Fox though. don't talk about him. But like yeah. the, the people in the know yep. talk about Pascal Siakam though. He was the 27th pick in the first round uh, in 2016. I didn't even know he was a pick in the first round. I didn't even know he was a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I did not I, – I, I, like, I barely knew about him. Uh, he came into like, – I, I came – obviously, I knew about him last year. He was a rotation guy last year. But he, I, right. to me, he went from a high-energy guy to a, a complete starter uh, top player. Like, I think he's one of the better power forwards in the league because he's just been – he plays with so much energy, and, and he has potential to possibly go from here. I just, I just, I did not expect. The reason I gave it to him is because I just not not expect this from him. I expect that from De'Aaron Fox. I did not expect that from him. No, no, I, I guess I get what you're saying. I didn't expect it. See, and I, I guess that's thing. Another thing is like a, a lot of this has to do with expectation. Um, because I I never expected De'Aaron Fox to be able to shoot the ball this well. Um, because he just he never showed it at all throughout all of right. his career. Um, in 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 high school and college, he never shot the ball well. Um, and so like that was always kind of my big thing about him was, dude. Like I I get he's got all the athleticism, but like dude, he can't shoot. Like you know like the fucking like. Dude, Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball are going to be way better. At least they can shoot. <laughs> Let's see how that ended up. Um, <laughs> but uh, but oh. hey, like props to De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> best point guard in that draft for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like I, I can't I can't dog you for Pascal. Like um, that's that's I, he would definitely be second on my list because he's. He's had a fucking great season and, and like yeah. definitely it deserving deserving for for you know to be in the conversation with De'Aaron Fox. Um, in, in my opinion, I I still got Fox, you know, as that guy. But um, but yeah, I, I don't okay. think you're wrong either way. Um, but uh, Luke, mm-hmm. who you got? So it's, it's, Ooh, it was so a tiebreaker. I'm, I'm not agreeing with either of you. So you ready for this one? My nice. reverse order. Yeah. My reverse order. Is three oh, is Nick your pick in Fox? Joel number okay. two is your pick Siakam just because I I do okay. not see him. Y'all ready for this one? And Ooh. I gotta I gotta just say just hear me out on this one. I'm going with the King. Okay. I'm going with you, but I'm going with Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald no. is really yes. taking that yes. team to the next level. He has really stepped his game okay. up. He's really taking on the role of like I'm the lead guy. Night in and night out, I got to get you these buckets. He's scoring 20 points a game. He's upgraded five points. Shooting really good at three, really showing he's a dominant three-point shooter and all that. And it's just – I really (laughs) think he's taking this leap where, like, people just sold him off on that trade, you know. They just, like, really didn't – they thought he wasn't good and all that. He wasn't going to be able to lead the Kings and anything. And he's been really, like – don't get me wrong, Fox having a phenomenal year and all that. But it's just, like, last year they didn't play the him – at all. So just like his numbers are going to be really better because like it's the Kings. They don't know what to do with rookies. I mean, they're doing with Bagley right now. They finally <laughs> let Fox out of the cage and let him be like, you know, run that team. But Buddy Heal really right. took the, that whole team where he's like, I'm going to have to be the face in, of this team. I'm going to have to score y'all night in, night out. He's been more consistent in my mind. Fox, don't get me wrong. Fox is, he has. knows how to get, but like Buddy Heal's been doing it just every he's night. He's got for a that different team. Role. He really. 
yeah, you brought up a good point, roles, though. It's, just, it's a different role thing, but I just feel like it's really hard when you're like, you've got to get the buckets and all that. What you, You're just a right. scorer and all that. They kind of wrote you off, and, like, he's kind of brought – I mean, it's, it's a him and Fox combo, but he's brought them to – I mean, they're competing mm-hmm. for the eighth seed right now. I mean, they're in the ninth seed. So, yeah, I went with – just because of Fox's numbers, yeah, they're going to be better in the jumping-wise year to year, but I just feel like Kings didn't use them well last year. They're finally letting him actually play when, like, we've kind of seen Buddy Heald in the league and people kind of wrote him off and all that. And now he's right. really starting to show him, like, he's a dominant three-point shooter. Like, you have to be wary of, like, where he's at on that three-point line because he will shoot it oh, yeah. and make it in your face. I think yeah. I think that, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, fuck, man, I didn't even I, – I honestly didn't even really kind of think about Heald, but, like, as soon as you said his name, I was like, "Yeah, like that's a that's a good fucking pick." Um, and maybe like, maybe the same thing with the Clippers, man. Like maybe the fact that you got two guys who are in the running for most improved player on the same team, it makes it, it ends up making it go towards Siakam. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, in fact, if I were to you know be placing like Vegas style odds, I'd probably I'd probably place the the the, the uh, best odds on Siakam to win it, honestly, because of that. Um, but I'm still going to go with, with my guy, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, all three all three are fucking deserving. Like, all three are really yeah. – have really Buddy, turned it up another notch this season. Buddy definitely solidified his start, uh, his starting job this year because last year he was definitely in and out of the rotation as a six-man more yeah, like, was, uh, they, last year. Yeah, they made him a six-man last year, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what to do with him. And this year he solidified that right. shit. He's started. He's, he's never looked back. Yeah, and I'm hey, real glad quick, they, I got they another that out because I was saying last year, like, they needed to fucking play him. Yeah, 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 Luke, you got to run. They you got Celtics. I got you. No, no, I got no, 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 no. I got a really quick oh. one that could win in the year, and we didn't name him. Would oh, y'all I'm give sorry. it to – Go ahead. Would y'all give it to D'Angelo Russell? I mean, dude, terrible numbers last Ooh. year. This guy's an all-star this year. What is that jump? I mean, no pick. one saw this, and no one's like thinking like, jump. he's keeping the net <laughs> level. Like, just he made the All Star team. Like, give it to he's someone else. One of the four to make the All Star team. Yeah, like that's, he that's already true. got the award for being also, an All Star, so give it to someone else. Is that like what? Well, like, I don't know, man. I just thought about it. Like, but still, that's uh, another good one. I, I, been I a lot a bad this year. It's tough. It's I like, still it say, was so easy last year. It was like, oh, Victor Oladipo, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of this players year's tough. Really last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's really that's 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 really fucking true. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with that one either, man. Luke, I, I really wouldn't. Like, I mean, Russell has been fucking so much better this Ballin. year, and especially since uh, since uh, didn't uh, did got hurt. Um, yeah, like he's. Yeah, like he like has kind of turned on turned it on to another level, and I thought they would dip um, when that happened, and they <laughs> haven't. Like they've still been yeah. playing really well. They're still like tightly holding on to that six seed, um, and yeah. like I I expect I fully expect them to make the six seed. Um, and you know what? Like if they make the six seed, and Indiana somehow manages to hold on to the three seed. I could see them beating the Pacers, <laughs> like in, in a seven-game series. Like I don't, mm. I don't think they would beat Boston or Philly, but I could see them beating Indy in a, in a seven-game series. I mean, 
I, I, I don't know who I would bet yeah. on. That, I mean, that would tough. be tough, but, yeah. but, dude, like, I mean, I could see it happening. I mean, and that's, that's, that's a, a far cry from where they were, you know, even last year, especially for the last several years. So, um, but yeah, 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 dude, I mean, talking out, that's another one. Uh, there's, there's probably like three or four or more that we could dig up, but, uh, but we got to move on. Uh, coach of the year. Um, there's, uh, to me, two choices in this. Um, I'll be interested to see if anybody picks a third. Um, but for me personally, I'm going Mike Malone um, for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I mean, just the fact that Denver uh, – I mean, they still own the two seed in the West. Um, like, I expected them to make the playoffs, but I did not expect them to be a fucking home court advantage team, much less a fucking two seed. Uh, and they've been fighting injury all year to boot. Um, I mean, we've counted all of the injuries throughout the, you know this season of covering uh, the league. Um, yeah, I mean, Barton, uh, um, Harris, uh, uh, Millsap. I mean, they, they, everybody on that team has been hurt at one point or another. Um, many guys out for extended period of time, and they've just never missed a beat. They've just next man up, rotate them in, you know, keep keep playing fucking good basketball, uh, and and you know, I I just think that team uh, has really shown me something, and you know, without the constant of the only two constants of, of that team, well, I guess three um, would be uh, Mike Malone, Jokic, and Jamal Murray. Uh, everybody else, uh, you know. All the other players have rotated in and out based off injury and everything else. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, obviously Murray and Jokic are no slouches. Uh, I, I think Murray's another guy that you could maybe throw in that conversation for most improved player. Uh, I, I, I think he had a respectable enough season last season to where uh, the jump isn't as big. Um, but nevertheless, uh, like, you know, and, and Jokic is putting up, MVP caliber numbers, um, distant MVP caliber numbers, but like probably five, six, or seven on on that list. Um, honestly, as of right now, I have him as my first All NBA center <laughs> ahead of Embiid, uh, and, and most of that has to do with record um, and just the the dude's fucking uncanny ability to pass the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that's been a tougher struggle than anything Milwaukee's had to deal with. And like, they don't have, like, they don't have a Yantis Antetokounmpo. Like they have a Nikola Jokic, but he's no Antetokounmpo. Um, and like every, all the various players around Jokic, none of them are any better than the guys that are around Giannis. Um, and let's not pretend like winning, five more games in the East is more impressive than if you're coaching a West team. Um, so for all of those reasons, I'm taking Mike Miller. Uh, Luke, who you got? All right. Um, I, I agree with you on the Mike Malone thing. Like he's been playing a real, like what he's been able to coach this year. And like, no one saw Denver like this right now. I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs. They were in that team that like fought for the playoffs the last seed last right. year and then somehow like 
let Minnesota win it, even though Minnesota's trying to lose it. If you really like watch the game, it's really just baffling that whole end of the game. But I got to give it with someone that I just think it's a harder, like Malone's been there. So it's like, he's been establishing this and it's like, this is my system. And now like everyone's coming around and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like we know when like Mike Boonholzer is like switching teams and like, he had to convince this. He's not the GM anymore. So like when he was in the hospital, right. he could pick people that he'd stop for his system and all that, where he's having to rely off this GM and all that. And like what they've been able to do together. I just, I got to give it to Budenholzer just over Malone, just because I think it's harder just to jump to a new team and just be like, Hey guys, buy into my system in it. And it's not just working. It's really working. He's getting, he has an MVP. So I got to give that over him. Uh, like Malone, like he's going to get the guys MVP. So you got to give his coach some props, like putting him in that spot. And he just, they've been the number one seed all year. I mean, they have not slipped up at all. They probably won't slip up that much anymore. I mean, I thought it was going to kind of happen to the Celtics, and then it was just like, no, they just showed that they could do it again. So um, I got to give it to one. But I, I do have a third, and um, okay. I just, you got to give props to him. It's, it's Nate McMillan, um, what he's been doing with the Pacers, man. Yeah. Great yeah. job. I mean, yeah. you would have not thought the Pacers, like, you know, you, everyone came in the year, where it's just like the four teams in the East and all that, and then it was just like, for a while, they were just like, how is Indiana, like, third right now? Like, they weren't in the four teams of the East, what everyone was thinking, and just that like, Indiana was just doing their thing. Right. It was just like, yo, don't worry about me. And now they've lost Oladipo and still doing their thing. It's just like, okay, Indiana. So, I get to give a a, a shout-out to Nate McMillan. Uh, but he, he he's – I, I got to put him up there. He just – he's done a great job and all that. Well, I had him in the top four. Um, but then again, I had Milwaukee up five, so <laughs> just how much I fucking know. <laughs> um, but uh, Joel, who you got uh, for your coach of the year? Well, that was a funny story. Uh, I think it was uh, I think last week. Uh, Joel hit me up and asked me who I thought the coach of the year should be. Uh, I'm like, thus far, I didn't really have one in mind at the top of my head, but I did sort of list. I like listing a couple. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you can go with McMillan, Atkinson, Yogi, Bud, Malone, Nurse. All these guys are definitely in contention for the coach of the year. All have good, reasonable reasons. And as I broke it down, I realized Mike Malone deserves my vote for coach of the year. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, and I'm going to say my, uh, Bud would probably be number two on my list because, like, obviously. I mean, he's one of the obvious choices. If you're going to pick one, it's by default. I'd say coach, coach Bud. But I'd say Mike Malone had the, the toughest to work with. Because he has a great player in, in Joker, and I think even now people don't give him enough credit for being as good as Joker is. And, but he has, a whole, like, an eclectic group of guys he's, he knows how to use. They've been hurt a lot, <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. Like, uh, they, they've had to deal with injuries to Will Barton, uh, Gary Harris. Uh, obviously, Isaiah Thompson out all year. And then the rookie they drafted was, you know, they drafted hurt. So, imagine. Uh, they, they, they've been hurt since the beginning. And then, of course um, – Paul Millsap hasn't had the best year since he's been there, really. I and mean, he had an okay year last year. Right. This year he's been in and out of the lineup. He's actually had a he's actually come back to life the last couple of games. So I'll give Paul Millsap credit. But uh, you got to give him like my, my Coach Malone credit for just taking this group of guys and staying consistent as becoming the top team in the West. In the West and doing dealing with injuries with no clear. Uh, MVP caliber player like Giannis. Um, they got an all-star in Joker, but um, 
that's really it. I mean, they have a lot of good players. Like I, I got to give credit to like Malik Beasley. He's had a great year for them. Yeah. Um, obviously Jamal Murray. He's Monty great. Morris. Um, Monty Morris. Who the fuck is that? Monty Morris is there. right. Yeah, Tory Craig. Yeah. Another good guy that's been playing for them. Yeah. It's just they've just done it with guys I've never heard of. So I I, I have to give Malone this. I think I I talked myself into it. I'm like, yeah, I got to go with Malone. I like it. Good. Like, so, uh, Luke, on that one, I win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly, though, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Um, I think I think there's easily, like, the Eastern right. Conference Coach of the Year and the Western Conference Coach of the Year. Um, but, right. again, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just with you for all those same reasons, Joel. Like, the injuries, the fact that they've been able to remain consistent, and the fact that, like, nobody had them – um, that high, uh, not that high. Like, no. I mean, they were Number a fringe the playoff team. Yeah, right. They were a fringe playoff team um, to me at the start of the season. I had them making the playoffs, but I had them like seven or eight. Me too. Um, and me yeah, too. I you know I know I just said I had Milwaukee at five, but I had Milwaukee at, at five, like heads and tails above six. You know, like I mean, I had them like yeah. I had all those top five teams right in that pack together. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were there was a top five. Like everything else yeah. underneath five was like who? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, I mean, I I I gotta go with it. Uh, the guy, I, I feel comfortable in my in my pick there. Um, I I think Coach Bud will win it. I just think Malone should win it um, personally. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Final topic, gentlemen. G- General Manager of the Year. I'm going to pass to you first, Luke, so you can uh, get on out of here and go check out yourself. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that I've had all year, and it's Mazai Yuri. I mean, you do a big trade that's not a lot of people see coming where you trade your – the guy who, like, committed to your franchise and, like, said he wanted to be a Raptor for life, and you do a big trade for a, a guy you don't know who's going to be there after this year, and it's been working out, and – um so I got to go with with him. I, this also they did a trade at the trade deadline. Let's see how well it'll pan out for them. I mean, I already thought they were a good team, so we'll see how much Gasol could do. But I mean, he's just been making all the right moves this year. Yeah, I mean, I can't fault you there. It's a it's a pretty damn good trade. Although at the beginning of the year, you did not have Masai. You had um, fuck. Okay, see, uh, what's his name? Shit, why am I drawing a blank? Um, mm. y'all know what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll remember it, you know, uh, after the show goes off. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a definitely a reasonable uh pick, Luke. I I, I can't um argue much with it. Mine is slightly different. Um, but Joel, who you got? Um, I, I want to say it's to be determined, but obviously. It- Right now, my choice is Elton Brand because, like, what the fuck? How did he manage to pull off half the shit he's pulled off in the little time he has, in the very little experience he has as a GM? Um, I have to give it to him for putting together a weird-ass starting – I mean, a good starting five. I mean, it's one of the better starting fives in the league, one of the best, uh, if not the best in the East. Um, and doing it with, like he, – He's not an experienced GM, so he just caught me off guard. They're a good team, depending on how far this team goes and what they'll be obviously be able to do this summer. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll right. 
lean me uh, more one way or the other. But right now, just for fucking his enthusiasm and being able to pull off some of this shit, I'm going to give it to Elton Brand. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's definitely a worthy uh, pick. I, 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 yeah, this summer's gonna gonna tell a lot there. Um, again, I, I hate them giving up Robert Covington. Um, like I yeah, think that was a very, that. yeah, I just think that was a very um, kind of short sighted move as far as like uh what he meant to their team i mean you can even see it mm-hmm. like defensively they're just not as good defensively um and even though they picked right. up a player in jimmy butler who's like a great defender yeah. like it's it, it, just he's not as good as robert covington because covington is you know two three inches taller um and you know has a crazy wingspan um and is is like a, a very, very good three-point shooter um, to boot. So, I mean, he just fit everything the team needed. I like, I would honestly feel like I would feel more comfortable, and I've said this uh, at least to you in the past, I would feel mm-hmm. better um, about any of these trades had they kept Robert Covington. So, if they had been able to, like, package Fultz in that deal instead of Covington uh, to get Jimmy Butler – or if they had just not made the Jimmy Butler trade and then made the Tobias Harris trade and were adding Tobias Harris with Covington and the rest of those guys that are there, um, I, I would feel better about it. Um, but, you know, as, as it stands, um, I, ultimately, I, I think he is the biggest home run GM of the year because um, he's made those two yeah. huge trades. Swinging um, and he's definitely Swinging made their days. team, like, on paper, he's yeah. made their team better. Like, I mean, Jimmy yes, Butler yeah. is better than Robert Covington all around, um, and Tobias Harris is way fucking better than Dario Saric all around. So, like, if they can make mm-hmm. it work, um, and that's, you know, that's obviously up to Brett Brown, but if they can make that work, mm-hmm. then, yeah, they, like, on paper, they are the most talented starting five in the East. Um yeah. So it's just going to be a question as to whether they can make everything fit. Um, they scare me a little bit. Um, just especially, man, if they have to play the Celtics, I'm going to be on the edge of my fucking seat the whole fucking time. Um, but <laughs> nevertheless, I hope they do play the Celtics because I really want to see it. Like I would love an Eastern Conference Finals between the Sixers and Celtics. Um, they would just mm-hmm. be fucking amazing. They hate each other so um, much. <laughs> yeah, but for my general manager of the year, I'm gonna take a pick. Um, it, 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 I got real sweaty on this one, honestly. Um, I'm going with John Horst. Uh, probably don't even know who he's the general manager of. Do you, Joel? <laughs> say, say that. Say that name one more time. John Horst. John Horst is obviously no. I have no idea who the fuck is that. <laughs> uh, he is the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, oh, I so, know that. Yes. <laughs> so, like the Milwaukee Bucks have been really interesting to me because they were already dealing with a, kind of a, a deck stacked against them this season. Uh, you know, they already had the tra- the, the pick going out. Um, uh, because of the Bledsoe trade and the protections. So, like, they didn't have, like, an immediate first-round pick to be able to utilize, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, like, in the immediate, 
you know, uh, free uh, uh, um, off season, they ended up saying, no, you know what, we're not going to bring back Jabari Parker. He just, he's got potential, but, you know, he didn't fit the timeline anymore and trying to work him into this lineup and everything else. It's just not going to work. Smart fucking decision. Ended up being really smart. They brought in Ilyasova instead. That was super fucking smart. They also signed Brooke Lopez. Another really smart deal. He has worked out so fucking well for that team. So those were like their two big off-season signings, and Lopez being by far the biggest. Um, They draft Dante DiPincenzo, who, you know, hadn't got a lot of playing time because of their depth uh, at the the guard position. Um, But I still, I like the kid. I I think he's going to be a reasonably good player. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he ends up being a good player on that team or if he has to be traded and what else, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, the best available player for you to take just isn't somebody who's going to end up being good for your team because of your depth and everything else. Um, but I, I still I still think it was a, a reasonably good pick. Um, but the two biggest moves to me, he was able to flip Della Vidova and John Henson uh, who have who were signed on through next season in a very distant uh, for George Hill. So you upgrade your point backup point guard position, and George Hill has a one million dollar buyout next season. So you also free up your cap space going into next season when you have to re-sign Middleton, Brogdon, and Bledsoe and Lopez. So you got like four guys that you really want to re-sign next season and you got no cap space to do it, you clear over $20 million of cap space and improve your fucking backup point guard situation, all to give up a very distant, protected first-round pick. Like, that's a fucking hell of a deal. And then if that wasn't enough, they fucking took on Jason Collins' contract and that three-way trade with the Cavs and the Wizards. Um, they took on Jason Collins' contract and sent Sam Decker um, – uh, deferred Sam Decker uh, to uh, to the Wizards in that deal, uh, which netted them two future second round picks from the Wizards, and they used those and uh, I think one of their own second round picks, and then it's one from like some other team uh, to flip for Nikola Mirotic, which is another fucking amazing fucking chess move of a fucking move in all of this without, like, any, like, viable, like, looking at it from my perspective, like, you don't have that many trade assets. You're not going to be able to pull these moves off, and they fucking did. Like, dude, I I am totally enamored with John Horst. I don't think he's going to win it, because I don't think people geek out about, like, GMing as much as I do, but he totally no, should no, win no it for all of the fucking reasons that I just laid out. Like, the the way that he was able to pull off all of this shit despite not having any advantages in, in order to do so is fucking crazy. Um, and the biggest thing about the Miritich trade wasn't that they got Nikola Miritich. It's that they prevented any of the other Eastern Conference teams from picking up Nikola Miritich. Um, like, yeah, like, dude, Every other team, for what they gave up, every other team could have acquired him. Every other team had assets enough to acquire him for what they gave up. Um, I mean, like, especially the fucking Sixers, man. Like, the Sixers could have pulled off, um, even despite the Tobias Harris trade, they could have pulled off some crazy, 
fucking trade um, with uh, um, uh, fucking Markel Fultz uh, with that Orlando mm-hmm. trade. And they could have sent that all one, like a, a three-direction trade, um, and they could have gotten Miritich. And that would have totally, like, been great for them, too. Um, but, yeah, like, dude, every team could have pulled it off, but the team that did pull it off is Milwaukee. And so now they get to keep him, you know, away from all of his other Eastern teams. So, like, dude, yeah, I'm just – I'm super impressed. I, I did after the trade He's deadline, cool. that's my guy. That's the guy that I, uh, I'm, I'm just enamored with. Like the, the way yeah. he was able to pull all that off is fucking crazy. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, be sure to uh, check out uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Dane will be leading that one. Uh, we will be back mm-hmm. Thursday uh, at seven for another episode of Full Court Press. We'll be breaking down all of the latest news and highlights throughout this past week. Uh, And then, of course, per usual, join us Sunday at 8 o'clock for Geek Vibes Live. Uh, So we'll be breaking down all of your geeky entertainment needs. But until then, peace. Peace. Shout out to Mitchell Robinson for Black 15 Minutes. Peace. Peace. Blah, blah, blah.